Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. The Del Mar Loop is one of the area's most popular locations. It features scores of shops and restaurants as well as several entertainment venues along Del Mar from the University City Hall east to the city of St. Louis and into it. In a sense, it's under new management. Native St. Louis and Rochelle Lecoyer has just been named executive director of the Loop and will work alongside Joe Edwards, a driving force behind Loop development. They join me in studio. Welcome. Nice to have you both. Thank you. Thank you. Michelle, congratulations. Thank you. I imagine you're still getting your sea legs. You've only been <laughs> on the job for a couple, a couple of days, actually, right? I started last week, right. but it's like coming home to me. I, I was born and raised in Skinker de Bolivar. My father was the first executive director of the Skinker de Bolivar Community Council, and my mother still lives in the house that my family's owned since 1967. <laughs> so it is really like coming home. I know a lot of the neighbors and the community organizations, and over the years I've worked with different businesses that are in the loop now, so I have a lot of good, friendly connections, I feel. so. Does that make it easier on you, do you think, coming into a place that you're so familiar with as opposed to uh, new eyes and new blood coming in to uh, take a look at what needs to be developed? So that's a really good question. I think about that a lot. I don't want to overlook something because I think, oh, that's always been that way. It should stay that way. I'm trying to look at things with new eyes. I mean, I was walking down Del Mar yesterday, and I was taking a picture of the Tivoli sign, and two young men walked up to me, and, and I said, I love it. And they looked at me, and I said, I love it. And I went like, I pointed from, top, from bottom to top, and they said, oh, I love it. The Tivoli spelled backwards as I love it. And they, we, just, we ended up having a pretty long conversation about the loop. They were in town. Um, they were both in the military, and one of them was from St. Louis. And he says, I always make it a point to come to the Del Mar Loop when I'm in town. And, you know, so I just think looking at things in a new perspective is really going to be a very big part of my job. And, and looking to see where things are going to fit and develop and, and just just going forward, mm-hmm. building that momentum that's already been going for so many years. Joe, I guess that's what you're looking for when you decided it was time for an executive director, Correct. Yes, it's real, real important. We had over 100 applicants from around the Midwest, uh, and the top candidate was right here in our own town. I think it's great that she does know a lot about St. Louis, not just about the loop and all, and, and her track record has been phenomenal. Uh, what she did in Maplewood was great, and uh, we're real excited. I mean, it's, it would be great to have a leader like Rochelle to really – do all sorts of things, special events, um, get the businesses to work together well, uh, find new tenants for certain places. It's, it's just great. Well, why did you feel that this was the time to, to make that change and bring in another level of administration, if you will? Well, those of us who were kind of running the loop all these years were volunteers, and, and a lot of people couldn't spend enough time on certain special events or on other types of things that would really help the loop. So we passed a community improvement district in the eastern section in the city of St. Louis, part of the loop. And uh, part of it is we finally have the funds to do a lot of projects that we didn't have before. We also have the funds to finally hire a wonderful executive director and, and go on a you know, Midwest search uh, for one. And it's, it's, it's great. It's going gonna, it's gonna to add that much more stability and a great 
focus person. You know, people can really know what to call Rochelle Lacquier uh-huh. <laughs> and not Joe Edwards all the time. No, it's, uh, no they, they can still call me. <laughs> yeah, you're not thinking of stepping down and moving away from all of this, I assume. No, no. I'm, I'm still chairman of the Special Business District and the Community Improvement District and, and, uh, and all, and I, I'll keep volunteering. Definitely. Well, this is a question probably should go to you, but I'm going to go back to Rochelle for it because this is a question everybody's wondering about. It's that trolley. Uh, You're stepping right into a situation in which that's about to be uh, uh, implemented, about to to, uh, start making its run. Why all these delays? Have you looked into that at all? So, no. No. <laughs> okay, I'm going to disappoint Joe. you. Yes, no, but you know they are they are testing the, the trolley. Um, they were running them pretty frequently last Friday, and the sound is just amazing. I'm really I am looking forward to, you know, the official start. I, I see it's just going to be a great way to launch some new events. It's going to be a great way to bring a lot of generations together. I mean, you know, over I know there's a lot of negative press about the trolley. But when you talk to people, they are so excited about it. And you talk to people who actually rode the trolley. I know people that went to Washington University in the 50s. And, you know, they have all these stories about coming over to the loop and taking the trolley to Gaslight Square. And, you know, they want now they have grandchildren and younger people they want to share those experiences with. And I think this is a great opportunity for people to come back to the Del Mar Loop and, you know, just have a fun experience. And also, I think it's going to be a great tourist attraction as well. A lot of people, Joe, don't understand that the loop is is all about trolleys. Yeah. I mean, that's what the loop is all about. Right. It was nicknamed the Delmar Loop because of the streetcar system yeah. from all those years. The fact that it will connect the Delmar Loop to the Forest Park attractions is really important for St. Louis, not just the loop and Forest Park. And I'm real excited about that aspect of it. Uh, it might even help bring an extra convention or two to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. If someone's booking a big Midwestern convention, they've narrowed it down to maybe Louisville, Indianapolis, and St. Louis, and all other things being equal. Oh, and they just put this new vintage trolley system, a clean electric transit system, uh, that connect those two areas, one of the 10 great streets in America, the Del Mar Loop, no. mm-hmm. with the number one city park in America, Forest Park. And that's that's magnificent. Why has this uh, the trolley plan been such a difficult birth? Well, things just take a lot longer sometimes than you think. I mean, if you've ever remodeled a kitchen and you think, <laughs> oh, it's going to be done in August and uh, for this amount of money, and then you kind of find out as you go along, uh, it takes a little bit longer than that. Uh, there are a lot of other projects around the country that have taken a lot longer. It's hard to start a new transit system, which this is, uh, from scratch and make sure you've done all the safety training and and inspecting the cars and all that, and that's being done. Everybody's doing their job. It just is taking a little longer than hoped for. So when are we going to see it? Um, I'm hesitant to give a specific date, but it is coming uh, very soon. Like in, you know, within a couple of months would be my prediction. I hate to predict uh, that, but it's getting that close. Well, the the critics uh, basically are concerned about traffic. As, as I, from what I've read, that seems to be the main concern. Is that what you're hearing? Yeah, the, the traffic won't be an issue, actually. Um, lots of cities have them. And they and in this case, on the western part of it, from the library in New City all the way up to the old Wabash Station, where it's double track, it'll run the same speed as cars. It won't, it'll share the, the, the lanes with the cars, just like trucks and, and buses do right now. And it won't delay anything in that way. The only thing that'll ever delay it is if a, a person parks a car, 
you know, outside the white line where they're supposed mm-hmm. to park. And I think people need to know they're going to be towed right away. So, so that's, but that's the same way in every city too. Once it gets past the Wabash Station and then down to Bolivar, it's single track, dedicated track. So that won't be an issue in those sections. Mm-hmm. There was, and there was some current concern, of course, while all this was being prepared, the tracks and what have you, because it was disruptive. Uh, construction's always a little tricky, yeah, whether sure. it's a new building or, or anything you do in a street. But there's so many benefits that came of that. Uh, the roundabout in University City near City Hall, that idea came about because of the trolley project. And people love that now because that was a very difficult thing, place where six streets came together, three on each side at various places. And it was really hard for pedestrians to get across and for cars to get through, people to get in and out of their neighborhoods. Now they can uh, another thing that the bridge at the Forest Park Metrolink stop got rebuilt. It was 80 years old and crumbling, and so we folded that into our project to save more money by using the same contractor. So there were so many benefits, new gas lines, for example, to make sure. that safe. Yeah. One more question about the trolley comes from a, a, a listener on Twitter, and then we'll move on to other things. She writes, I live just north of the loop and drive south towards Highway 40 every morning for my work commute. I am not looking forward to the increased traffic this trolley will create at the Skinker-Del Mar intersection. Does she have a legitimate worry? I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't know what she would base it on. The, the, a lot of the trolley stops are used by buses also right now. And it's funny, people are used to seeing buses, so they don't honk or they don't go around them and all the, they just let people get on and off. And once maybe six months goes by, they'll, they'll feel the same way about the, the trolley. Sure. Rochelle, um, getting back to other things now, we have to talk about the trolley because that's what people are talking about yeah. these days when they talk about the loop. Thank they're you for getting that out of the way. Yeah, let's, let's dispose of that. <laughs> they're going to love those cars. The cars are beautiful, by the yeah. way. Right. And the sound is just, there's just something really special. When you're on the street and you hear it coming down the tracks, it's this sure. very, I don't know, historic sound. It's and, the Judy Garland on, yeah. the, on the trolley sound. You know, yeah. we, they were talking at one point, and I don't know where it stands now, about having some sort of a, a trolley line down Lindell into the city. And we had someone on from one of the city organizations at one point, and I said, boy, the trolley is just so neat. It brings back. She said, it's not a trolley. It's a streetcar. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here we go, right at, the, right at the get-go. I don't know where the streetcar uh, stands now. Yeah. Well, what is your vision? Uh, again, you, you, you have to hit the ground running in a I, place like the Loop. I do. And what I see is getting – developing a a more positive perception. I mean, you, you just hit on some things that are not comfortable to talk about. And, you know, <laughs> we're, I think people are tired of talking about the trolley. Yeah. Frankly, that's the impression I've gotten just in the yeah. last few days. And, and it's not, you know, just here. It's on the street. Let's move on. So we're working on developing uh, promotional events to bring people in to see the businesses reintroduce them to the existing businesses. I've already started reaching out to new businesses to come into the loop. Uh, I will be meeting with Washington University to talk about their developments, which are very exciting. And I'm getting all that information together now. And so we're going to start just with the ground, you know, like you said, hit the ground running. Um, we're going to be doing first Fridays in the loop. We're going to call it Get Looped and Uh-oh. starting... <laughs> Starting September 7th, where a lot of the shops are going to be open late. Like right now, we already have over 20 businesses signed up. It's going to be, you know, a self-guided tour. We'll put a directory online for people at uh, visittheloop.com and on our social media. And you can just come and spend an evening in the Loop. And there there are art galleries. There are boutiques. There are great restaurants. I've been eating my way through the Loop. And 
just no. enjoying it so much. Yeah. What, what sort of development potential is there in that area? I mean, it seems like an awful lot has already been done, thanks to Joe, and that it's pretty robust as it is. So there are the two corners at Dalmar and Skinker, uh, where the former Shell Station was and the former Church's Chicken. Those are two sites that will be seeing new construction in the next couple of years. And then further east, at, by the Metrolink, there's a site that Washington University owns that they'll be developing, which will be transit-oriented development and has a lot of potential for a, you know, a multi-use site. Uh, Joe, when you when you start working your way into the city, as has been the case, how difficult is that, uh, kind of coordinating things with two jurisdictions, like the city of St. Louis and University City? If it's an individual project, it, it's okay, like a, a, a new building, like the Pageant or Delmar Hall. Mm-hmm. If it's uh, one that straddles the border, it, it becomes more time-consuming. For example, the St. Louis Walk of Fame that I started in 1988 um, and the first stars all went in in the University City part, and now they're going in the city part. Mm-hmm. Um, the Delmar Loop Planet Walk, uh, when I orchestrated that, someone else designed it, did a great job, but I was the one that sh- shuttled, uh, sh- anyway, got it through. Um, but you have to go to the city, University City Plan Commission and Traffic Commission and so on. So then you have yeah. to go to do that for the county, and then you have to do it for the city of St. Louis. So you have to go to three hearings on all these levels just to get get something done that everybody approves and likes it. So it, it, it makes it a little tricky. Uh, it would be nice if city and county hadn't separated back in the 1880s, whenever it was. Well, we're not going to change um, that in yeah. sense, No, so. I know, but yeah. but, it, but it's tricky. But it's, it's, it's still worth it. It's worth putting all the time in and, and making it such a great street. People love the fact that it's a, a livable, walkable community. You can just walk up one side and down the other. It's a nice straight street, so you don't have to say, oh, go two blocks this way and three blocks that way. I love the Chuck Berry statue, getting pictures. People from all over the world, day and night, take pictures there. Why does it work so well in a place like University uh, City and, and the Loop area and not downtown? I mean, there's not a lot of foot track of it at night downtown unless there's a ball game. Well, years ago in University City, three things happened that were really smart to do. Two of them cost nothing and one cost a little bit. The one that cost a little bit was widening the sidewalks and narrowing the street to slow down the traffic mm-hmm. and set the, the the tone that maybe have sidewalk cafes later on. It didn't happen right away, but it did uh, later on. Uh, the other two, uh, one of them was to zone just Delmar, not the rest of you city, but Delmar for commercial only on the first floor. It had to be restaurant, gallery, uh, or clothing boutique or some gift store type of thing. And Everybody that was there that had like an insurance company or real estate firm, they, they weren't kicked out. But just if, when they did leave, another one couldn't move back in. It had to be something that was geared for pedestrian traffic and, and excitement. And then the other thing is just inspections. The U City was, I think, the first city in the country on apartments and all for residential to have require occupancy permits so that the landlords had to keep their buildings up. Well, that, that moved on over to the commercial park, too, eventually, and then People had to really kind of keep things up and not let the buildings get torn down. Enough got torn down, you know, during yeah. the 60s. Well, and now the, the good, good architecture is still there. 
Indeed, indeed. I have to take a break. We'll do that now. We're talking with Joe Edwards and Rochelle Lacoye. She is the new executive director of The Loop, and uh, we all know about The Loop and what it is and where it is. We'll continue our conversation. We'll be talking about what's ahead for that uh, valuable piece of real estate in just a moment. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. And welcome back to our conversation about what's ahead for the Del Mar Loop. Michelle, you had a long time, 10 years, I think it was, in, in Maplewood. 13. Is that, 13 years. <laughs> and you saw an, an awful lot uh, of development there. That, that place was really transformed over the last decade. Was that kind of accomplished the same way that Joe's been talking about with the way they planned for pedestrian traffic in the loop? So I, obviously Maplewood's a much smaller sure. area and with much um, smaller development. So... What I see that happened in the loop that, you know, first of all, I just want to go back. I think really, I mean, when you look at all these areas, you have to look at it in from decades of perspective. And, you know, the loop, obviously, we talked it's so historic going back when the streetcar was running regularly. That's a trolley. The trolley now. <clears throat> the, the trolley for the 21st century. Yeah. And so, but, but seriously, moving forward, it, you know, the the areas around the loop, the neighbors, the Skinker de Bolivar neighbors, the Parkview neighbors, the Ames Place neighbors, the U City residents, all of these people believed in their neighborhoods and they believed in the loop. So those people were not going to let this go anywhere. And I mean, obviously, Joe was, you know, the person leading the development. And I think all of his ideas have just been amazing. Um not everybody has an idea and can actually implement it, like the Planet Walk or the Walk of Fame. Those are all amazing developments, and I, I just think they're they're great for the area. But I, I do think that the communities around the Delmar Loop are also the reason why the Delmar Loop is what it is. The people have pride in that. They love that they can walk from their homes, that they can go shopping. I know people who just do everything in the Loop, and and it, and they they love it. They just absolutely. It's just the walking, the walkable community. And, and and I think the same thing happened, if you want to just go back to Maplewood, but it's on a smaller scale. You you need the communities around the areas, even though you're trying to attract people to come to them. If the, if the people in the community don't believe in the business district, then I don't think you're going to be very successful. What do you bring from the Maplewood experience to uh, the Loop in University City? Well, what I did in Maplewood was based on building relationships and getting people to trust me and to trust my instinct for the direction that we were taking. And I hope that I can reproduce that in the loop. I believe that getting to know all the business owners is really important. I'm actually going to do something called Walk Around Wednesdays, where Wednesday afternoon I literally am going to be on the street, going in and out of the shops, meeting the business owners, because I believe it's very important for them to know who I am and be connected to me. And I don't think we can move forward unless we're all in agreement you know, you know, events sound and promotions don't sound like a big deal, I think, to just the, you know, general public, but they are. And, 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 and getting those to be successful and move forward, 
it's it's very important to an area. Yeah. So. Uh, listeners may want to have uh, have a chance to weigh in on this discussion. Three eight two eight two five five is our telephone number. That's three eight two talk. Send us an email to talk at stlpublicradio.org or tweet at stl on air. Joe, let me come back to you. I saw something in the paper the other day, and I may not have this exactly right, but apparently a subsidiary of Amazon is uh, looking at buying some entertainment venues, and the Tivoli was mentioned as one of those places that might be sold. Is that an active uh, deal in the works? Um, it, it, I think it is. It, the Tivoli building I own still and the theater I own, but I lease the operations to Landmark Theaters, no, who does a good yeah. job of, of running it. It's a Mark Cuban-owned company, mm-hmm. and um, Amazon is talking to Mark Cuban about buying the whole chain um, of independently you know, operated and, and uh, well, it, it's not an independently operated, but independent films that they show and, and feature heavily. So, well, so what would that mean for the Loop era and for you? Um, not, nothing would change uh, uh, at, at the Tivoli. It would still be booked with the same type of movies, and um, they have a lease. And I'm going to keep you, the theater still, going forever. I, I, yeah. I say that from getting torn down in 1994 yeah. when it was about to be torn down, but the building is really nice, and it's so nice having a, th- a theater in a neighborhood like the Delmore Loop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you'd still own the building and the theater, but it would be leased to somebody. Right, or right. I'd have to start operating myself again. <laughs> and I, I hope that doesn't happen. That, that takes a lot of time. I couldn't have done half the other stuff that I've done over the years if I still were operating on a day-to-day basis. But the staff there is really good and very knowledgeable about sure. films and very friendly. Well, some people might have worried that there would be a big change there, but we can eliminate the, those concerns. Um, we, uh, we can't get away from the trolley. We have a, uh, a listener who called but couldn't stay about the potential expansion of the trolley. Is there a possibility it would eventually reach beyond the current two-mile loop? Do you know, Rochelle, or are you still too early on for you? Well, obviously, I think it's still early on. We want to see it start operating in the loop and, and, and you know, building on that. But I think there's definitely potential. I mean, and, and I, I think it could go anywhere. It could go through U City, it could go east on Dalmar. I mean, I think it would be wonderful. We had something that connected people, and that's what I see it as a mm. connector. What do you so, think, Joe? Is there a potential there for expansion? I, I think so. I think I've always seen this as a prototype of how to connect other neighborhoods to each other and to Metrolink. And there are two one, two uh, routes I think that could really work right away once funding is obtained. But one would be to go through Forest Park. And a lot of it could be in the grass. It doesn't have to be on the roads necessarily. But you could have this irregular circle in Forest Park that connects everybody to everything. You could have 15 trolleys running all summer long just around Forest Park, and people really would take Metrolink and not jam up the Hampton entrance, and all the two-hour waits and fumes for animals and people would disappear or at least be reduced. Uh, Then it could go on out to the Central SN and others. The other one that I think really makes sense, especially with all the construction in Clayton, is to continue uh, the one Western movement when I think is to c- continue uh, over down Delmar to Big Bend, Big Bend to Forsyth, down Central. And that way people work and then connect to the Clayton Metrolink stop. People worked in Clayton and really would take Metrolink and then transfer because they'd be, be within two blocks of mm-hmm. public transit. And young people really like the clean aspect of it, the clean electric aspect of it, and not have to have an extra car. The most amazing statistic uh, to me is about 25 years ago in America, people between the ages of 20 and 24, 91% had driver's licenses. Hmm. Today in America, only 71% do. Uh, 
72 maybe. It's just unbelievable, that drop. And that's people who don't want to pay for car insurance, the car price. They, they're you know concerned about the environment. And retirees, too. They love sure. living in livable, livable, walkable areas. Seems to be one of the hallmarks of the millennial generation is to yeah. just kind of disavow the car. With that in mind, we're seeing a lot of the Lime bikes around and uh, these electronic scooters. Do you have any of that going on in the Loop area yet? Oh, yes. Yeah. They're there. Well, yeah. we have, uh, again, a listener uh, emails, are there any plans to mitigate the issues for two-wheeled vehicles trying to navigate the Loop tracks? There's that trolley again. Uh, a number of folks have been hurt in other places. Any thoughts about that, Joe? I, I think with time, people will be re-educated again. I mean, we had tracks all over St. Louis for decades and decades uh, until 1966 when the last streetcar ran. Um, but other cities have the same thing. And I think after the first six months, people will realize all you have to do is cross at a 45-degree angle or a 90-degree angle, and, and it's not dangerous at all. But bicyclists and people in high heels, you have to be aware where the surroundings and be a little careful. Yeah, the, uh, the, these uh, scooters, the, the wheels fit perfectly into tracks, uh, as has been pointed out by the, uh, by the Riverfront Times. Um, how do you feel, Rochelle, about that kind of traffic in the loop? You want pedestrian traffic. Do you want the scooters? We want everybody to come to the loop. <laughs> the, I mean, I... I, you know, again, here I am. I, I've only been in the Del Mar Loop for a week. Um, I believe that there's room for all of these different modes of transportation. And and I think it's wonderful that people would ride their bike to the Del Mar Loop. And, I mean, we, 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 we've done this before, too. And you take a loop around the Forest Park and you're like, oh, we need to go get something to drink or whatever and bring our bikes over. And you just you learn to navigate the area and you learn where the tracks don't work for you. And, you know, I think that people who bike and ride scooters are, you know, they're constantly navigating the environment around them. So they'll find the way in and out and the way that works. And, you know, of course, I think everyone is welcome. And I mean, there are plenty of bike racks around the Delmar Loop. And so there's, there's definitely a welcoming atmosphere for them. And I do hope that over time, we can figure out, you know, what really is the problem if there is one, and and fix it. And I, I believe, you know, it's just time, get you know, figuring it out and making the assessment and coming up with a solution. And in, in getting ready for our discussion, I, I came across a couple of things that I hadn't known about, Joe, and that is that uh, I guess I did hear about this a while back. You got a Ferris wheel coming into the neighborhood, <laughs> and uh, what else, a miniature golf course? Yeah, I, I plan on building um, a new building right across from the Moonrise Hotel, right next to an old vacant church building that I'm going to renovate. Uh, but, yeah, I think it, I'd like to build places that are fun, that people can put their troubles behind them for a couple hours and enjoy life. So I'm going to build – it's going to be called Magic Mini Golf, and there will be 18 holes indoors of miniature golf. Uh, a, a Ferris wheel that came from the Muni Opera from last summer's show that had five cabs or cars that see two adults and three or three children – uh, that is inside also, and a couple of shuffleboard lanes, full ones where you can have leagues, you can play with your family, all ages, and and a lot of other surprise fun things that I'm going to put in there too. But it'll be very human scale, very, you know, not huge or anything, just really nice and, and whimsical and fun is my goal. And you obviously have to be on board with this sort of thing, Rochelle. I do, and yeah. I, I love it. And I, I think what's moving as we move forward and people are looking for entertainment, 
We want to put down our cell phones. We want to get out and interact. People are tired of screens. These are exactly the types of entertainment venues that we need. And I just feel that that's going to support the district even more. You know, people can go out, socialize, go get a drink, go have dinner, pick up some things at the shops. You know, there's a lot to do. And we'll just add to that and add to the enjoyment of it. We're going to have to wrap this up in a moment or two. But we have a caller who uh, has an issue that I think we should talk about. That's Elliot in St. Louis. Elliot, uh, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Um, Just want to ask about the possibilities for development, one at the two AT&T parking lots at Del Mar and Skinker, and then the Wabash Station. Well, the Wabash Station, I strongly believe, should become the Metrolink Station. Uh, years ago, Met- Metrolink had the opportunity to buy it, I guess, and for whatever reason didn't. But that would make it instantly safer, one door to go in and out. And it's a beautiful building. And in 1930, roughly, when it was built, that was a great transit hub. And we should bring it back again. In 1930, they had the trains that really came through and underneath the building. They had streetcars with a stop right there and the buses right next to it. We have that again as long as we turn that into the Metrolink stop and get rid of the zigzaggy one a couple hundred yards to the north. We're going to have to wrap this up. Let me ask you, Michelle, do you have a final thought about uh, about your new position and where you go from here? I want it to all be positive. I want people to take a moment and rethink the Delmar Loop. I think there's been a lot of negative press. I hate to say that, <laughs> but it's true. And I hope that people will come and revisit the Delmar Loop. And for those people who are true believers, thank you. And please don't give up. You know, Just keep coming because I think it's going to get better and better. It's already the greatest place in St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope that if people that have not been in for a while, like a year or two, to come in, there's some great new businesses that have opened, very unique ones. Copper Hinge, the only eyeglass store in the, in the world that makes the lenses and the frames in that store, and that's mm-hmm. a fascinating process. New art galleries have opened, new restaurants have opened, and more to come. More to come. Well, let's leave it at that point. More to come. I want to thank Rochelle LeCoyer for being with us. Congratulations once again. Good luck in your thank new you. job. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And Joe Edwards, pleasure to see you once again, sir. Keep good to up see the you good too. work that you're so famous for. Two leaders of the Del Mar Loop organizations. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU.